podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blinking, those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. Welcome to Better Talk Saul, Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. It's Anthony and Glenn. We're back to talk more Saul, Season 6, Episode 6. It's called Axe and Grind. And I'm really cu- I'm really curious to know what you thought about this episode. Because last week was kind of a filler episode. Well, I mean, that's not kind of. It was, as far as filler episodes go like this is that was the Saul equivalent of a filler episode. Um, It did little to move things along and wasn't particularly uh, like mind blowing, at least in terms of performance or story uh, development, like some of the other episodes have been. I honestly, before we even jump into this, this episode sort of when it ended for me, I kind of had that same that's it feeling uh it's it more happened in this episode than happened in the previous episode but it didn't feel like by a lot yeah it was uh like you could kind of tell like oh they're just gonna end this as a tease thing yeah and it definitely was yeah uh all right so let's talk about what happens uh in this episode, Howard's private investigator reports that Jimmy and Kim are keeping a regular routine, except for a recent $20,000 cash withdrawal. Kim and Jimmy procure a psychotropic drug from the local vet, Dr. Caldera, for use in their scheme against Howard. Caldera says that he is retiring from crime and shows Kim and Jimmy his encrypted book of criminal contacts. Uh, including what I believe is a reference to uh, a character, uh, an amazing character from Breaking Bad. Was that his vacuum shop that they mentioned? Um, they did mention a vacuum shop, and I'm yeah, presume it yeah. Was Unfortunately, you know, the actor Robert Forrester passed, passed away yeah. when El Camino came out. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, it was just a good nod. It was. Uh, Jimmy and his camera crew are back. Uh, to photograph an actor impersonating the judge Rand uh, Casimiro, uh, the mediator in the Sandpiper case. Cliff invites Kim to Santa Fe to meet representatives of a foundation that finances projects similar to her pro bono case defense work, uh, which coincides with the day that she and Jimmy will execute their plan against Howard. Jimmy encourages her to go, but later spots Casimiro, who's recently broken his arm and is in a cast, which is not visible, of course, in any of their photos. In response, Kim cancels her Santa Fe plans and drives back to Albuquerque, intent on doing it right then and there. 
In Germany, Lalo Salamanca tracks down Casper, a member of Werner's crew. He gains the upper hand in a fight between the two, uh, and eventually, uh, I was going to say incapacitates him, but kind of worse than that. Uh, and he prepares to interrogate Casper about his work for uh, Werner. Uh, what did you make of episode six? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say he got the upper hand, but he definitely has a leg up on it. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, again, for the second straight episode, there was only one really tense thing in the episode, and that was it. Um, and it was, you know, for for Breaking Bad... It was the in thing in the Breaking Badiverse, I guess, in the in the Gilligan Land, I guess. Uh, that felt like one of the lesser grounded elements. You don't see a lot. Most everything feels very grounded, but the whole going into a room and the guy seemingly disappears, but then comes out of nowhere fighting with an axe. Uh, chopping off a leg, or no, it wasn't a leg, but it was a foot, I think. Yeah. Um, like all of that stuff felt a little more cinematic than what they usually do, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of their fights. But it was still absolutely the most uh, tense thing in the show, uh, yeah. for sure. And uh, and look, L- Lalo fooled me. I thought he was way more hurt than he actually was. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I should have known better. Should have known. Known. No, I mean, my favorite thing in the episode was the part with Mike and his granddaughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's always good stuff. Uh, the stargazing. Her from the house, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was the best bit. Um, but yeah, kind of like, I don't know. There were things I liked in the episode. I like seeing his office because it's like, that's not what this turns into. No, the predecessor <laughs> to his office is... I mean, it's a little garish in terms of, like, its size, but yeah. its design is actually rather conservative and nice. Yeah, I mean, it's like a dentist office. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, can't... Is Francesca in Breaking Bad, right? She She's the one that works the... I feel like she is, yes. I feel like she is the, the receptionist or whatever in the show. I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a while. But I feel like... I feel like she is, and yeah, they, the uh, they did do that really fun juxtaposition. They have that scene with her and uh, and and Kim, where you know she's kind of just showing her how nice the the waiting area is, and then of course when it's full of clients, it's just like sleaze bags and <laughs> cigarettes out on the comfy couch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, just the just the best. Oh, you know what we, uh, we didn't mention is there was a whole Kim Wexler flashback at the beginning oh, yeah, of yeah. this episode where she is busted for shoplifting and her mom kind of gives her the, you know, the 10th degree or whatever. But then afterwards, I guess her mom was also a con artist or something. Uh, or something akin to that. Uh, at least those are the vibes that are that are given off here. So it explains quite a bit. I feel about um, like where Kim is at mentally, or like why she would maybe fall for somebody like Jimmy, yeah. or why she would 
you know, so easily be attracted to this lifestyle. Um, I thought that all made a lot of sense for her character. And it's, I'm guessing the earrings and necklace that she still wears. I would think so. It feels like yeah. that, that would you be. You couldn't really see them in the bag. So that's why. Right. But they definitely made shots to where you really focused on her ears. So mm-hmm. either that was some weird OnlyFans thing or um, <laughs> you know, trying to emphasize what. Yeah. That she still has them to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else stand out to you in this one? Um, the, yeah, Cliff and, you know, Kim's talk and, and just her, the moment her turning around, it's just like, no, please just, just, it's okay. You don't have to be there. And it's just, man, mm-hmm. it seems like what we're gearing up for is this episode. I don't know. Maybe this is the, the, downfall of kim is is this mid-season break and then right we gotta pick up the pieces once we return i mean i'm not sure what exactly could go wrong here but um it's possible uh you know maybe uh you know maybe she isn't killed but instead gets makes a mistake, gets busted, goes to prison, that sort of thing. Uh, That would be, I guess, more palatable. But that's the problem with shows like this, Glenn, is that they are. Yeah, disbarred. Um, I don't know. I feel like the problem with this show is that they make you want to root for these people, even though they're not necessarily doing good things. Um, it's not like Kim's necessarily bad. I mean, that was the other thing too. I like the the part with Howard and seeing his loveless marriage and Oh, that was interesting. Yes. Yeah. So it's like they're trying to give you a little bit of sympathy. Because it's not like Howard's this quote unquote bad guy. He he's very pretentious, but he's yes. not like an asshole. Like it's No, he's like, not a he, he's yeah. not a he's not a prick. He strikes me as a very job forward person and his aesthetic of what you're supposed to be and yeah the whole namaste that's just you know a way of trying to clear your head to not focus on Mm -hmm. the negatives in your life you know it's very farcical you know self-help type of thing i'm almost wondering it's like their interactions with one another almost has me wishing they would go on a side tangent to be like, Hey, explain how they got here. Because I find this socially fascinating because, yeah. Um, I couldn't really tell if how their marriages, it was induced by one side or the other, or if it was a mutual thing because his wife seemed just as, you know, uh, cold as Howard felt as well about everything. Like, well, I mean, you could tell he was trying, right? A little but bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, le- she was less receptive. You know, she pours it into a different cup. Like mm-hmm. he's trying in his way, but like I guess his quote-unquote love language isn't, you know, <laughs> the love language yeah. she responds to, right? You know, right. It's it was interesting. It was very interesting, um, and a side of Howard we've not seen before. So. Uh, I thought that was particularly interesting as well. I, like I said, I, I feel like they did more in this episode than they did in the last episode, but a lot of this was less overall story trajectory and more yeah. 
you know, adding bits and pieces to the characters, which is good. Um, you know, the same thing. Yeah, with, we're just kind of spinning our wheels these last few episodes. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that this show's version of of wheel spinning is at least better than other shows. Yeah, because I feel like I walked away from this knowing a little bit more about some of the characters in it. So, like, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, the the Lalo stuff feels like. Mm, I mean, I guess they need this extra step. Like, I guess he couldn't have just taken that gift or whatever and then deciphered where it is that he needs to go. I suppose we need this extra step, but I feel like they're presumably uh, in the next episode, we'll know that he's on his way and all of those uh, confrontations that need to occur are going to happen. Uh, and maybe you're right that will, uh, but here's the thing. I don't know if, unless we get quite the jump cut in the episode, um, cause I, I have always thought if there's going to be some sort of ending where Kim dies, it'll probably be in the midst of this Lalo Salamanca thing. And I don't think he's going to end up in Albuquerque before the, you know, I feel like the mid-season is where we find out he's on his way or whatever. Like, he learns where it is, and then he's going to go there. Um, if if anything does happen to Kim in this episode, or in this next episode, I should say, um, I feel like it's possible that she ends up in prison instead. But I don't know. The, the titles have all sort of been play on words. And, like, axe and grind... <laughs> Obviously, there's an actual axe in this episode, and next week's episode does have the word execution in it, which is uh, uh, a little scary if you're a Kim Wexler fan and you know she isn't in Breaking Bad. So Yeah, there's just a lot of different ways. It's like the thing with, like, yes, they've been spinning their wheels, but mm-hmm. it's all in the service of, like, I have no idea which way this is going to go for right. people's endings and stuff like that like mm-hmm. it's just this um there's so many different setups and red herrings and it's like i don't know like it can just go any which way and i feel like all of them would be satisfying for yes. the most part you know I, even if we don't like it personally yeah, 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 yeah. like i narratively I satisfying yes yeah but, yeah like uh, i don't want kim to die but if the, if it went a certain way like okay i, I understand it i wouldn't Mm-hmm. be mad like the shit finale that was Ozark oh god uh, well <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that another time um, I'm watching that show so uh, we'll we'll talk about we, we'll you, maybe have, talk a, about you have a lot to look forward to I'm sorry I, I don't actually uh, I'm I'm like halfway through season four so oh okay yeah, so I'm almost, almost I'm almost done <laughs> um but yeah, the um, outside of that, uh, I thought uh, this was a step up from from last week, which wasn't a bad episode by any means. It was just kind of a dull episode. A little more was happening here, but it's very clear that all of this is being done in service of episode seven, clearly expecting something big to happen. And of course, there's going to be something big happening because they're taking um like a almost a two month break. So they're going to want to tease people 
uh, with a reason to come back and find out what happens for episodes eight through 13. So yeah. Um, any final thoughts for episode six, Glenn, and what would you give ax and grind? Um, I'd probably give it like three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird given these like low scores. Cause man, we, we just, we've been on such a run. And again, like you said, it's not like they've been bad. They just they haven't been the most entertaining things. Yeah. Um, but you know, it definitely you know, I believe the payoffs are gonna do well. I'm not, you know, worried about that, but it's just just getting there. Mm-hmm. Um they are definitely taking their time with the demises of, of these characters. Uh absolutely. I um I ended up giving this like a soft four. Um Especially after, I, and I stand by it, especially after talking it out. Um, I definitely like this episode more than uh, last week's. Um, you know, the same the same usual great production and everything. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito directed this episode. Uh, I thought everything uh, was an improvement from, from last week. So, yeah, I'm... Mm, I don't know if excited is the right word. I'm a- I'm anxious uh, for <laughs> the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the fact that we got to wait a month and a half or two months till the mm-hmm. yeah to, to, to the pieces. And I wonder how much of a you know we never got a black and white this season, so I, w- mm-hmm. I would imagine that's that's how this would start. Yes, or um, you know, the final episode I presume will have some sort of very—I don't know if it'll be some sort of extensive ending, but I presume there needs to be something with uh, a bunch of finality to it. So yeah, with Gene, yeah, hopefully, I'm—I'm uh, I'm hoping for—I'm uh, still hoping for Kim goes to prison, and the black and white is. Uh, Saul's still alive. She gets out of prison and they reunite. That's what I'm hoping for. Restores the color. Mm hmm. Yes. That, see, that would be perfect. I'd be okay with that. All I want. Very schmaltzy, but yes. I just want my, I just want my schmaltzy ending. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's all I want. Please. Uh, and also, uh, Rhea Seahorn needs some awards. Could you please just pull up a, a, like a dump truck full of them and just leave them at her doorstep? Um, She's fantastic. I mean, not just her, like plenty of people, I think. Yeah, and the yeah. show itself deserves its uh, its flowers for sure. Hopefully they will get them. Um, okay. So that is the podcast for this week, everybody. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. There are a couple of different ways you can support us if you'd like to. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have the merch store, geeklymerch.com. Links for both are in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible, anywhere good podcasts are found. Just search for Better Talk Saul. Hit subscribe. And that way you can join us next time for more Saul Season 6, Episode 7, the mid-season finale, Plan and Execution. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You heard me, you better call Saul.